our God, we thank you for this beautiful Sabbath day you have given us to worship you on this virtual service on the Zoom line. Thank you for the faithfulness of the members. Thank you for your own, for your faithfulness, your guidance, your protection that you have showered over us. We have come to worship you. Please help us to worship you in the beauty of holiness. Speak to our hearts today and set our hearts at ease. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We thank God for life. We thank God for his care. We thank God for his guidance. And we thank God for his protection. Our God is good. The devil is always a liar. And we know that we have already overcome because Christ has overcome the devil for us. He has overcome the world. And so if you are discouraged, if you are in pain, as a sister texted this morning that he's in pain, if some things are not going right, I want to assure you that our God is alive and he's able to carry us through. So I want you to be strong in the Lord for the battle is already won for us. Today I'll be speaking to you on the topic Obey and believe. Obey and believe. Let us pray. Father in heaven, the hour has come that your people are waiting to hear the voice of God speak to the hearts of men and women, boys and girls. Please, Lord, speak through me, your servant, that I may speak and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Let the people of God say, Amen. Obey and believe. The scripture reading has been read to us beautifully. And let me read it over again. One day, the widow of one of Elisha's fellow prophets came to Elisha and cried out to him, My husband who served you is dead. I know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. So here was the prophet Elisha staying in his village in Dothan. And the widow came to him and cried out, My husband who served you is dead. You see, the woman was so assured of herself. She knew the husband was a faithful man. She knew the husband worked well for Elijah. So she can state clearly, my husband who served you is dead. 
And you, this prophet, you, prophet Elisha, you know how he feared the Lord. That, that's a great testimony for a wife to give to a dead husband. The wife was assured, was so sure that the husband feared the Lord. He gave everything to the Lord. He served the Lord in his capacity and every ability that he's got. He served the Lord, but he's dead. He served the Lord, but he's no more. And he has left children behind. Oh, sometimes calamity may strike. Sometimes unexpected things can happen. But still, I want you to know that in spite of what will happen in life, our God is still in control. And our God is still able to turn things around. So this woman came to Elijah and said, my husband who served you is dead. And you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. Here was a creditor. Because the husband died, he left no, no life insurance. He had no social security for the wife to fall upon. He had no properties. The man gave everything to the Lord and he served the Lord. And now a creditor has come and he is threatening to take my two sons as slaves. You know, when I read this text and I heard about the creditor, it reminded me of an episode I had in Nigeria, especially in Lagos. We have been sent by the division uh, George Eguake, that we know, our brother George Eguake was an associate treasurer of the division, and uh, Mr. Owusu, who is, has passed away, may he so rest in peace, uh, was also an associate treasurer of the division, and I, or me, the three of us, was sent by the division to go to the Ghana Union, that time it was West Africa Union, and to go to the Nigeria Union, that time it was only one union, because there was some money blocked that these unions are not sending to the division. And so we drove, we drove from Abidjan to Accra, spent a couple of days sorting out things and uh, setting up policies and procedures as to how all these monies can be transferred. Then we drove to Lagos. And when we arrived in Lagos, the union president, then Pastor Ola, had summoned all the field presidents to come to Lagos. And they came. And so we met them. And we put the penny on them and we said, we are not going until this union give us all the division money stuck up here in Lagos. We need the money at the division. And so our demands were so strong that I heard, I heard this word for the first time. I heard, I want to share with you, and all of you know, those of you who are Yoruba, they, they said, hey, 
So the division has turned to be Oshomaro. <laughs> Oshomaro. <laughs> so you see, this woman came to Elisha and he said, My husband will serve you well. Is that? And you know the man feared the Lord, but now a creditor and Oshomaro has come threatening to take my two sons. And you know, I, I heard that when somebody hire Oshomaro and he comes to demand the money, everywhere you go, Oshomaro will follow you. Even to the bathroom, he will follow you. Everywhere, he will follow you until you pay. And so this man has come to demand the money. And so he's threatening to take my two sons as slaves. Number one of our tests. This woman knew what she didn't have. She knew what she didn't have. She knew she didn't have the money. She knew she didn't have the properties. She knew she didn't have anything to fall upon. No, nothing, absolutely nothing. Nothing in the bank. Nothing in properties. Nothing to sell, to pay the debt of her husband. She knew she didn't, what she didn't have. Sometimes we as brother, brothers and sisters, we don't know what we have. We don't even think about it. The woman knew what she did not have. She knew she could not pay that money. She knew this man was right by the local custom to take away her sons and make them slaves. So they will work free to pay for the debt their father owed. My brothers and sisters, the woman knew what she didn't have, but do you know what you don't have? Do you know? Do you know what you don't have? Or you think you have everything? My friends, so the woman went to Elijah and listened to what she said to Elijah. In verse 2 of our text, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 2. What can I do to help you? Elijah asked, Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all, except a flux of olive oil, she replied. Yes, Elijah, Elijah asked, Yes, you are owing. Yes, the man is ready to take your sons and make them slaves to serve him. But what do you have? What can I help you? What can I do to help you? I am only a prophet. I don't have money. But what can I do to help you? Tell me. Elijah said, what do you have in the house? <laughs> this morning, I want you to understand. God is asking you, what do you have? Remember at the Sabbath school lesson this Sabbath, we were confronted about the issue of spiritual gifts that God has given us to be used for the advancement of his kingdom. What do you have? My brothers and sisters, what do you have? Have you recognized what God has given you? What do you have? The woman said nothing at all except a flux of olive oil. She replied, 
What do you have? My friends, what is it that you, you have? Number two, the lady knew what she did have. She knew what she had. All she had in this world was a flux of olive oil. What do you have? You see, what if you know what you don't have and you know what you have, it will be good for you because God can turn things around. What is it that you have in the house? A flax of oil. That's all I have. My friends, remember this question. God asked Moses the same question or similar question just at the edge of the Red Sea when the children of Israel have come all the way from Egypt trying to make their way to the promised land and they encountered the sea. They couldn't go forward. No boat to ride. They can't swim. Nothing. And behind them was Pharaoh and his army galloping on their horses coming to destroy them. They can't go to the left, it is impossible. They can't go to the right, it was impossible. And so they need to move forward. But Moses was crying, Lord, we are doomed. Pharaoh is coming to finish us. And the Lord asked Moses, why are you crying? What is in thy hand? What is it that is in your hand? Moses said, just a, a road that I used to direct the sheep. God said, okay. Stretch that road on the sea. Just a road of stick. Stretch it on the sea. You see, what you have in your hand is very, very important because God can use anything in your hand to his glory. Amen. My friends, the woman knew what she had. She knew what she did have. She knew what she didn't have. But she knew she only had just a flux of olive oil. It is very important. If you ask me discuss about talents, as we discuss about spiritual gifts, that you know what you have, so you can give it to the Lord for his glory. The woman knew she, that it's little insignificant. She had no money, no savings, no furniture, no house, no properties, no land, nothing. All she had was a flux of olive oil. <laughs> what is it that you have? What is it that you know you don't have? But what is it that you know you have? It's very, very important to answer that question. Now she said she had a flux of olive oil. Olive oil, let me tell you what olive oil meant to the people at that time. Number one, olive oil was used as cosmetics. It was used as cosmetic to, you know, for their skin and for other, other issues. Number two, olive oil was used as medicine. It was used as medicine for the people or mixed with medicine. Number three, olive oil was used as food. Oh, we know even today, we use olive oil in our stews and other, other things. Olive oil, and I, told, I, I tell you, uh, in 1997, 1998, I went to Spain 
as publishing director of the division, I was invited by editorial Safiris to come and they wanted me to see what they, they, they were publishing and in both English and French and French and see if I can be a customer and buy books for the entire division. So I went to Spain and, and they had a big meeting. They treated me like a king because they wanted me to be a customer. They saw our division as a big division. At that time, 32 countries in Africa, from Mauritania to Madagascar. Big division. And so they invited me and I went and at a dinner that they held in my honor, uh, it was in a big, big restaurant. And I saw all these pastors and, and all these union presidents come and at the table, I was surprised that olive oil was sitting at everybody's uh, place. And I, 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 what would I do with olive oil, raw olive oil? So when I saw some of these pastors, they pour olive oil on a plate, uh, uh, pour some garlic, dry garlic on it and a little salt, and then they took bread and they were taking it and licking it. I said, wow, I couldn't have taken raw olive oil. So the people in the Middle East, the people who live in the Mediterranean, olive oil is very, very important in their diet. They can take it raw. Yes, olive oil was used as food. Number four, olive oil was used as a source of light. That's why they were putting it in their light. Yes, it was used as fuel, as source of light. Number five, olive oil was used for religious rites. So when Samuel went and anointed Saul as king and later anointed David, it was olive oil in that jar, in that bottle that he poured on their head. So olive oil was used for religious rites. Olive oil was used for consecration, was used for offering, and was used for burials. Yes, olive oil in this religious rice was used for consecration, was used for oil uh, offering, and was used for burial. And then number six, olive oil was used as a commodity. Yes, just as oil, uh, oil in Nigeria is used as a commodity in the international market, just as we use uh, peanuts in the north as a commodity and other things to export. So olive oil was also used as a commodity in the Middle East. Very, very important in the economy of, of Palestine. Now listen to this, as from Nelson's new illustrated Bible dictionary. He said, olive oil was one of the most important products in the economy of Palestine and in the daily life of the people. It became a symbol of peace and prosperity and was looked upon as a blessing from God. So olive oil was very, very important. What is it that you have in the house? A flask of olive oil. Oh, my dearly beloved, listen to what Elijah said to the woman. Verse 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. And Elijah said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends. And neighbors, then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flats into the jars, setting the jars aside as they are filled. 
Wow. Listen to what Elijah told this woman. I want you to picture a very, very faithful woman who trusted in the Lord, who believed the word of God. She went to Elijah for money. She went to Elijah to help her to pay the debts of the man. Probably Elijah could have had access to a land, maybe sell the land or give the land in lieu to the creditor to pay for the man's debt. She didn't expect Elijah to tell her to go into the chamber and pour that, that little flax oil into jars. No, that's what he was looking for. But you see, her faith came alive. Hallelujah. Amen. What Elijah said, go borrow many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. She didn't question the prophet. She didn't say what is going on. She didn't doubt. She, her faith was born. Her faith, faith came alive. She trusted in the Lord. Oh, it is so good to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. So let us say, go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flax into the jars. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, what you have, the little you have, when you obey the Lord, the Lord will turn it into a marvelous, great things. Oh, the Lord will do great things through you. Yes, go into your house. Go and that little flat you have, go and borrow jars. You know, jars were huge, huge things. Jars. They're not talking about flats. Flats are a very small thing that you can carry along. But Elisha asked her to go and borrow jars. Jars that contain gallons upon gallons of Take gallons and gallons of water. Go and borrow them from your friends. Go and borrow them for your neighbors. Oh, yes. Naka members, if we are willing to obey the Lord, the Lord will do wonders among us. Amen. The Lord will do great things among us. Oh, the Lord will take the little you have and turn it into a glorious, glorious blessings. And so, Elijah continued and said, and, and then the woman said, and said, so in verse 5 and 6, so she did as she was told. Her sons brought many jars to her, and she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar. She said to one of her sons, there ain't any more. He told her, and then the olive oil stopped flowing. My friends, my, my, my brothers and sisters, what is it that you have? Yes, we can complain about what we don't have. Yes, we can complain about things that are not in our hands. But what is it that you have? What is it? The little you have in your hand can be a big thing in the hand of the Lord. The Lord can multiply it, oh yeah. Triple it, oh yeah. Quadruple it, oh yeah. Hundred for it, oh yeah. One thousand it, oh yeah. One million times it. 
My friends, our Lord is good and our Lord is powerful. So when we obey, miracles come on our way. You see, obedience leads to blessings. Obedience leads to blessings. Disobedience leads to disaster. And so we have to be very careful. When we disobey, it leads us to disaster. And I want the young people on this line, children on this line, to put this red into their conscious and subconscious mind. Let me tell you, young person, let me tell you, tell you, my child, disobedience leads to disaster. And obedience leads to blessings. The woman obeyed the voice of the Lord through Elisha. And she went as the children. Can you also imagine? I want let's do a little bit focus on the I've talked about the woman's faith. Let's talk about her children. Here are children who have lived in the home of faith. In a home of obedience, in a home of parents who are living in the Lord. So it has affected the children positively. The attitude of their father, the attitude of their mother, their prayerful life, their obedience life, their Bible study life has affected the children. So when the woman told the children, go to the neighbors and borrow and borrow the jars and the containers. And the gallons. They didn't ask mommy for what? What are you going to do with it? Mommy, what is going on in your brains? No, the children also believe the voice of the Lord because they knew that with God all these are possible. Amen. That says the Lord, so shall it be written and so shall it be done. My brothers and sisters, so the children also had strong faith. They have been brought in faith. And she told the children, and you can see these young guys running to the neighbors, talking, please, my mommy wants your gallon. My mommy wants your jars. My mommy needs your, 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 your gallons. My mommy needs your jars. And they took them and they ran back and they went again and they brought them and they went again and they brought from all the neighbors. They did not question what are you going to do for all these predators? They did not question. Praise the Lord. Children have learned to believe in the word of the Lord, the word of the prophets. Oh, my dear brothers and sisters, it's so good to trust in Jesus. Trust and obey. So then, number three, God used what she did have to provide what she didn't have. Yes, God used what the woman had, the little that he had, to provide what she didn't have. She didn't have money to pay, but the little flies, God took it and multiplied and multiplied and multiplied and provide enough for her to sell to pay for the debt of her dead husband. And even enough 
to even give free to the neighbors and enough to eat with her children. Hallelujah. Our God is good. Our God is good. When we walk in the Lord, in the light of his word, what a joy he shed on our way. If only we would trust and obey. And so then the woman gave what she had and God provided what she didn't have. What is it that you have? Do you have a smile? Give it to the Lord. Do you have something in your life? Give it to the Lord. Do you have just a, 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 a little that you know how to make contacts? Give it to the Lord. The Lord will use that to bring men and women to the feet of the cross. Do you know how to make friends? Give it to the Lord. The Lord will use that your ability to make friends to bring friends to Jesus Christ. Do you know what little you have when you surrender to the Lord? The Lord will use it to a, in a big way, and you will be you will be, you will marvel what the Lord has done. My friends, here I want to share with you a little secret. The woman was only limited by something. The woman, and I want you, if you didn't hear anything at all, this one, get it. Get it right. The woman was only limited by something. And what is that something? The woman was limited by F-A-I-T-H, faith. She was only limited by her faith. Will she believe? <laughs> will, 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 she, will her faith come alive? She was limited by her faith. Her faith would determine her blessings. Her faith, whether it's a big faith or small faith, if she had doubt in her mind, she would say, ah, well, the prophet has said, you go and borrow me one or two jars, and I will see what it can happen. But no, she believed every word, and the children went out and borrowed everything that they can lay their hands upon. From the whole village, from the whole town, they went from house to house, they went from store to store, they went from businessman to businessman, and they took all the containers they can have. Oh, my dear blessed beloved, the woman was limited by her faith. What do I mean? What do I mean by limited by, by her faith? If you give little, listen to me carefully, listen to me carefully, if you give little, if you pray little, listen to me carefully, if you give little, if you pray little, and if you attempt little, listen very carefully, Listen to this three very carefully. I said the woman was limited by her faith. If you give little, if you pray little, and if you attempt little, listen, listen to what will happen. You will get little, you will hear little, and you will accomplish little. This is what will happen. If what you have, if you don't give that all the faith, and you get, you give little, you get little. If you attempt little, 
you accomplish better. But the woman had a bigger faith. So she believed every word. And she combed all the nooks and corners of the village, of the town. Go and bring. And even when they brought all the jars, you heard the story in the verse. She brought all the jars and even pouring, she asked the children, bring more with all what he has collected from all the villages. She said, bring more. And the son said, there are no more, mommy. So you see, her faith was really strong. She knew God can do anything and everything for his children. My brothers and sisters, this morning or this afternoon, as I conclude, I want to read for you the book, the Paul's book to Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 20. Paul's epistle to the Philippians, chapter 3, verse 20 says, Now glory be to God by his mighty power at work within us. He is able to accomplish infinitely more than we will ever dare to ask or hope. Yes, God is able to accomplish infinitely more if we give ourselves, if we trust him, if you allow him to work his will in us. God is able to accomplish more than we will ever dare to ask. God will give us more. The woman gave a little flux of oil. She got more in all the containers. If you dare give what you have, if you dare surrender your talent, if you dare surrender your spiritual gift to the service of the Lord, I want to tell you, God will use you to accomplish more than you ever dare to ask or you ever dare to hope or you ever dare to imagine. God is a great God. God is a marvelous God. God is a wonderful God. God can turn what seems to harm you into everlasting joy. God will use the little you have and blow it to be a mighty, a mighty, mighty thing that you yourself will wonder what God has done. May God bless you. May God guide you. May God be with you. Obey and believe. If you are going to get the blessings, obey. And if you are going to live in this COVID-19, in this present world, believe the word of the Lord, and so shall you be established. Trust in his word, and so shall you be strong in the Lord. May God bless you, and may God guide you, may God strengthen you, and may God be with you, that from today on, we will obey and believe the word of the Lord and act upon it so that success and victory and glory will crown our effort. God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I want to pray with you. And I want uh, Pastor Corey, if you are there on the line, can you lead us in prayer and I'll conclude the prayer before we sing the closing song. If you are still on the line. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you so much for this wonderful sermon. Thank you, God, for your messenger. And thank you, God, for the message. Thank you, God, because we are encouraged again today to live by faith and to walk by faith and not by sight. 
we ask you, O oh God, in your mercy, that you hold our hands together as we join in on the journey of faith. Help us to look unto thee as the author and the finisher of our faith, that whatever we have, O oh God, may we be sensitive enough to identify what we have and may we surrender what we have into your hands so that you can make it and you can hold it and you can place your hands upon it so that it's going to give us joy, it's going to uh, multiply to the glory and honor of your holy name. He said, little is much when God is in it. Lord, we invite you into our lives. We invite you into our possessions. We invite you into our areas of giftedness. Lord, we pray, we surrender all to you so that by your grace, as we walk with you, you will continue to open our eyes to see what we have and to surrender what we have into your hands so that you can multiply them, so that souls will be won into your vineyard, so that heaven will be populated, so that the kingdom of hell will be depopulated on daily basis in our lives. Thank you, Father, for this message. We are blessed. May devil never take this message away from us. May this message continue to bring that hope of multi of souls, of members in our midst, so that we will be driven by the power of the Holy Spirit, so that the little we have will be energized, will be used to win souls for you. Thank you, Father, because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Take our glory, for we are free in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for what you did for that widow, how you did that miracle when she, by faith, just believed in you and obeyed you, and you turned a little flax of oil into gallons and gallons and gallons of thousands of gallons of oil so she can sell and take care of her debts and be also taking care of herself. We thank you that you can take little things when we serve to you to make it something wonderful that you will bring to glorify your name. Lord, give us that faith, that faith that we need, that trust that we need, that we can surrender all to you. Amen. Just to be humble. And teach us to allow you to work your will in us. Please take our lives and let it be. Amen. We thank you, Lord, to thee. We thank Amen. you so much. In Jesus' name. Amen.